as we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Live on a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, it's my review of Toy Story 3, We Remember the Ninth Doctor, and A Part of My Childhood Dies. It's episode 3.36, divisible by 3. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the Tar, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Camp is here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. How y'all doing this week? You might remember in last week's episode, I was all a tingle in anticipation. I was going to head off to see Toy Story 3. Well, you know what? I have seen Toy Story 3. And all I can say is, oh my god, it is so good, so good, so good. Fourth movie in a row now. Pixar had me crying at the end. I'm surprised I haven't sat down yet to write a movie review for my website. Maybe I'll get on it sometime this weekend. Who knows, by the time uh, you see this podcast online, check out my website, chaosinabox.com. Maybe I'll finally have one written up and uh, there for you to read. Oh my god, what was so good about it? Well, hey, you know what? Let's do like a typical movie review thing here at my blog. Okay, so as I lay out the movie reviews, first I give the plot. So here we are, it's about uh, 10 years since the last Toy Story. Andy, the owner of all the toys, he is now 17 years old and bound for college and his mom tells him to do something with his toys. Andy wants to store them up in the attic, but there's a little misunderstanding and all the toys think they want to be thrown out and in the trash and all that. So instead of being thrown out, what they do is they hop into mom's car and they donate themselves to the Sunnyside Daycare Center. Here, of course, you know, it looks like it'll be paradise for a toy, right? They'll constantly be played with, always have new kids coming in to play with them, but you know what? Things are not as it seems at the Sunnyside Daycare Center. And soon the toys are trying to make a daring escape and make their way back to Andy. Now, as I do in the reviews on my website, what I liked. What I liked about this film was, well, of course, the animation with Pixar. It is amazing. And you know what? I always like it when my animated films give me something unexpected. Where I have a little moment where I go, I can't believe they went there. The gold standard for that is always the scene in The Iron Giant where the character of Dean stands up and says, I apologize in advance for doing this, and unzips his pants to let a squirrel out. Well, Toy Story 3 had a moment where they went there. It was completely unexpected. I was like, oh my god! Oh my god! And that made it so awesome. I won't tell you what it is in case you want to see the movie for yourself, but you will know it when you see it because everyone is talking about it. And as always, uh, the voice acting was top-notch as well. Michael Keaton doing the voice of Ken just completely steals the show. What I didn't like about the film? Well, you know, it is the third one in the trilogy, so as always, there's the been there, done that attitude, especially hanging over the midsection of the film. Final verdict, this is a fantastic film. I highly recommend you check it out. I give it three and a half out of four nibs. Dun-dun-dun-dun! 
Okay, so let's get to some music now. I bought myself a whole bunch of pop albums and some obscure film scores. What do we want to watch today? Let me flip the coin. Obscure film scores it is. Here's a cut off the Sherlock Holmes soundtrack. a piece from the Sherlock Holmes soundtrack that is called I Never Woke Up in Handcuffs Before here on E62 The Targ. I am Mark Kappas. Again, that's not really an obscure film score. It's just that I finally saw it on the store shelves and I snatched it up. Something else I finally saw on a store shelf and I snatched up Doctor Who the complete first series. I've been toying with picking up this DVDs uh, because if you've been listening to the show, you know I'm kind of all on board with the latest edition of Doctor Who. The new stuff with Matt Smith, absolutely amazing. And of course, David Tennant, he just really made that show his own. But a lot of people have been forgetting Christopher Eccleston, who played the ninth Doctor and really kicked off this whole Doctor Who resurgence. So I had to get the complete first series with Christopher Eccleston's ninth Doctor, just to, you know, honor him in my own little way. It's fun, you know, because when it first came on and it was on CBC... I was watching it kind of off and on, and you know, it was good, but nothing really caught me, really grabbed my attention yet. So it was finally the second last episode of the first series. Let me paint the picture for ya. Rose has been captured by the Dalek fleet. They're frantically trying to figure out a plan to rescue her. And then the Daleks call up the Doctor and list their demands. And this is how the Doctor responds. No. Explain yourself. I said no. What is the meaning of this negative? It means no. But she will be destroyed. No. Because this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to rescue her. I'm going to save Rose Tyler from the middle of the Dalek fleet and then I'm going to save the Earth and then, just to finish off, I'm going to wipe every last stinking Dalek out of the sky! But you have no weapons, no defenses, no 
And doesn't that scare you to death? Rose? Yes, Doctor? I'm coming to get you. Is that not one of the best damn heroic monologues you have ever heard? From that point on, I was hooked on the new Doctor Who. I just really love it. And again, the new stuff with Matt Smith, thoroughly enjoying that as well. This weekend, it's actually the big season finale for it. I can hardly wait to see how it turns out. Got to do my new filthy habit now, you know. Wait until Sunday morning and download it straight from England. Yeah, I know, I'm a swarthy pirate now. Please forgive me. You're listening to Mark Chappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. Another obscure film score that I just uh, bought out of the States. Again, not so much obscure as it has finally been released on CD. That is, of course, from the Back to the Future motion picture score. That's at the uh, part at the Under the Sea dance and uh, George kisses Lorraine for the first time and Marty's existence is assured. Such an awesome movie. Such awesome music as well. I tell you, Back to the Future really is a pleasant part of my childhood. And I'm afraid another part of my childhood just died the other day. If you've been listening to the past few episodes, you know I've uh, temporarily become a little bit obsessed with Ninja Turtles again. And so I've been looking up all kinds of interesting things about Ninja Turtles on the internet. As we all know, the Ninja Turtles' human colleague, April O'Neil. Well, I've discovered that there is a porn star out there who now uses April O'Neil as her stage name. That's right, April O'Neil is making dirty movies. <sighs> you know, I found her official website, and obviously she was a nerd. Obviously she chose that name because she knew what it represented. Heck, there's even pictures on her official website of her posing in a Ninja Turtles t-shirt. She knew what she was doing when she chose that name. Obviously she is a huge nerd because... At the blog on her website, I was very thorough in my research, uh, she brags about recently getting a Sonic Screwdriver official Doctor Who merchandise that she ordered straight from England. Of course, she doesn't use it for anything naughty on her website, but in the accompanying blog post, she considers doing naughty things with it. 
Hi, I mark sense of innocence and bewilderment. I'm really turning into a bitter and cynical adult because of stuff like that. The magic and wonderment of childhood is gone. <sighs> and I'm a grown-up now, and I can at least look at the websites where I find out that April O'Neil is now doing naughty things. Ah, oh boy. So there you go. Another part of my childhood gone forever. But anyways, we're almost at the end of my self-imposed 15 minutes here. Quick word of caution. There will probably not be an episode next week because next week Athabasca is hosting its Magnificent River Rats Festival. In my day job, I'm super awesome radio guy broadcasting live from the festival and emceeing the event. In my night job, I'm the festival treasurer collecting the money from the tills and running it up to the bank. So I'm just going to be too darn busy next week to give you an episode. So I'm Mark Caps. This has been the Targ. I will see you in two weeks. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of the Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. Oh, but I'm not going